Hi, I'm Suzanne Dudley, and this is the Power Up Your Sales podcast by Behavioral Sciences Research Press. In this episode, we're talking to our own Tralitha Bryant. She is BSRP's Director of Research, which makes her our resident expert on all things research and statistics. At the beginning of the pandemic, she began focusing her efforts on studying virtual selling, which we'll be discussing with her today. So, Tralitha, selling using web conferencing platforms isn't new, but virtual selling has become one of those phrases that's been tossed around this year like new normal and unprecedented. So, what exactly is virtual selling and what distinguishes it from selling by phone or in person? Well, Susie, you're right. Uh, Just like we're going through Zoom fatigue, we have heard virtual selling used as this highly emphasized buzzword. And yet still, it can be challenging to define. In fact, earlier on in the pandemic, I went to this major forum on virtual selling. And one of the participants asked the speaker, how do you define virtual selling? And the speaker replied by saying, you know what? That's a real good question for us. Let's just toss that out to the audience and see what you guys think. And And he never answered the question. And so it's just an illustration of how it's it's a struggle. That being said, I do not want to uh, promote myself as an expert on virtual selling. However, you can define it as direct, in-person sales communication via video-based technology. And Susie, what what distinguishes virtual selling is that it merges both phone and in-person communication methods. Now, the selling process is the same regardless, but this is what makes virtual selling powerful. Okay, so if the sales process is the same, wouldn't the barrier to virtual selling be just a skills gap? Can't it be corrected by doing a Zoom tutorial, for example, or just practicing with a colleague? Well, yes, keep in mind, though, that virtual selling is still selling. So for those who are comfortable selling, yes, by all means, a Zoom tutorial can certainly be helpful. It can help them improve their technical skills with using various video conferencing tools. However, if a salesperson is uncomfortable with traditional selling, then virtual selling is not something they will probably want to do. And just knowing how to use video-based technology doesn't mean they're going to use it. For these individuals, a Zoom tutorial will not be enough because their challenge is at the emotional level. For example, there are salespeople who would rather make a phone call or send an email than to be visible in a video call. Wow, okay, so that's really interesting. So salespeople may be struggling with a layer of emotional barriers that they didn't experience before. 
So I understand that we all have some level of emotional inhibitions to some degree in certain aspects of our lives, and at some point, they can become irrational. For example, fear of flying in an airplane. The objective statistics indicate that taking a flight is safer than driving in a car, but people who are scared of flying don't care about the statistics. They're not going to fly. So we would label that as irrational. But if it doesn't affect that person's life, then they can be as irrational as they want to be about flying. So what about virtual selling? How do I know if I'm struggling with this irrational emotional layer? Because I think it can be really hard to identify in yourself. And if it is emotional, what can a salesperson do about it? Well, right now, it's somewhat difficult to objectively conclude when someone is overly struggling with virtual selling. And I emphasize the word objectively. However, once we start to get past this pandemic and the dust begins to settle a little, perhaps sometime next year, there will be salespeople who have learned to excel in virtual selling and they like it their level of productivity may begin to set new standards in the workplace. And consequently, there will be some companies at some point that will require sales teams to engage in virtual selling. And not only that, but set quotas on the number of virtual contacts and meetings that salespeople need to make. Then you will have an objective standard by which to determine if your struggle with virtual selling is at an emotional level that is interfering with your success. Now, if you find that you really are overly struggling with virtual selling, please just stay tuned uh, to our upcoming podcast because this is a topic we will be covering in much more detail. But in the meantime, please visit our website at www.sellscallreluctance.com. And there you will find a tab that says Call Reluctance. Just click on that and there's a free survey you can take that will provide you with more information. And there's other helpful resources there that can assist you. Okay, so I think we agree that regardless of how long this pandemic affects our ability to interact with each other, virtual selling will continue to be more prominent post-COVID-19 than it was before. So if the source isn't emotional, but rather we just don't know how to use the technology, and let's be real here, it's not just learning how to use Zoom. We have to know how to use Microsoft Teams, WebEx, GoToMeeting, Google Meets, Skype, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it seems like there's a new one every time I log on, or if the app isn't new to me, then they've installed an update and everything has moved. So what's one thing a salesperson can do right now if they're struggling with virtual selling at the skills level? Well, yes, you're right. It's a constantly changing landscape. And the best thing you can do right now is find a brief tutorial on whatever video conferencing platform you're required to use. And you know, one of the good things about it is once you learn one, you kind of get the basic principles of, you know, that apply to all of them. But yes, they're going to keep changing. So we've got to keep learning. But once you've got the basic skills on how to use it, 
When you start your video call or presentation, please just acknowledge that you're relatively new to this technology and ask folks to just bear with you. We're all in the same boat together and people understand and they're willing to be graceful and understanding and supportive. And when you can do that, it just allows you to be free of unnecessary pressure and you can just relax. And it also helps you to manage the expectations of others so they can just focus on what you're saying and not be overly distracted if you make a mistake or if there's some technology disruption that occurs. But most importantly, please allow yourself some grace. You're not the only person struggling with this technology and you don't have to be perfect to do a good job. Wow. Thank you for that. I think a lot of us, um, especially those of us were with uh, perfectionistic tendencies, like we tend to have at BSRP, need to hear that message every single day. You Amen. don't have to be perfect <laughs> to do a good job. That's very helpful. So that information helps salespeople. Um, what about sales leaders? What's the best they can do or what, what's the best support they can give to a salesperson who's struggling with virtual selling? Well, you know, a couple of things. First, I think it would be helpful if they learned how to use the video technology uh, platforms themselves and, and serve as a role model in, in that regard. And then provide training to their sales teams on how to use the virtual tools. You know, provide them the time and the resources and the support. But not only help them to learn how to use these tools, but also help them to learn how to assist their customers with just the basic audio and video settings. And this type of training can be seen as a value-added service to your customers and something that I'm sure they would be inclined to appreciate. In addition to the technical skills, let's put it to work by doing some role play training. And companies are already doing role play training. And this is just another application for it where, say, the manager is the customer. And this can help the salesperson to increase their efficiency with using the technology and just boost their confidence in knowing that they can engage in selling in an online platform. But while you're doing the role play, don't forget, add a couple of scenarios where you have some technology failures, because that's just bound to happen sooner or later if you're doing it long enough. And this is a way that salespeople can gain some confidence that they can recover and continue. It's not the end of the world. That's a fantastic tip especially for circumstances where you have more than one person on the call. It's really easy to get hung up on trying to address tech issues with one person while the rest of your audience is waiting for you to move on. That's definitely a scenario I wish I had practiced ahead of time before our training sessions went um, online. So when I searched for how to sell virtually, I got half a billion hits. There's advice from how to position your camera and what should be in your background to how to sit and what to do to keep people engaged. Is there any evidence that virtual selling can compete with face-to-face -face engagement? And what about good old-fashioned phone calls? Is that even still an option? 
Well, those are all very good questions. And honestly, the data is still being collected. The jury is still out, so to speak. However, there is some preliminary research where salespeople are reporting that they're engaging in two to three times more virtual face-to-face meetings now than before. In other words, you can say they're spending more time in front of the customer as opposed to in traffic or at airports. In regards to making phone calls, that's not going to go away. However, the option really belongs to the customers. Because, Susie, there are customers now who will insist on having a video call instead of just a voice call because they've gotten used to this video dynamic. And in a way, they think it's kind of fun, you know, to see people and talk to them all at the same time. And there are some customers who just aren't going to settle for less, anything else, I should say. So the question becomes not really what works best, but rather what works best for the customer. And I would encourage salespeople to consider this. If your competitors are increasing their visibility with prospective clients using video calls, do you want to limit yourself to voice calls only? Ouch. That's a great point. So, Zoom tutorials it is. (laughs) (laughs) So, what about from the recruitment and selection side? Based on the job postings I've seen recently, organizations are still looking for energetic self-starters to join their sales teams. How does a sales leader identify whether or not a prospective new sales team member will thrive in a virtual selling environment before they're hired? Well, at the present time, I recommend that leaders first answer the critical question, can a job candidate actually sell? Now, of course, we've got a sales preference assessment that can help with that. But whatever assessment or selection protocol you use, make sure it's helping you improve your hiring decisions. And if not, find something that does. Okay, so that's some really great advice. Uh, Are there a couple of questions you can recommend that a sales leader could just throw out and ask in an interview that would kind of get to the surface level of some of those characteristics? Yes, um, you could say, for example, um, you could ask the salesperson, can you give me some recent examples of how you have used web conferencing tools to facilitate sales? Now look for their ability to answer this question relatively easily without having to dig their memory banks to come up with something. And also notice if they have this, you know, something of a dis- dismissive attitude about the importance of using virtual platforms. And then you could ask them to describe their experiences overall. So you want to be asking open-ended questions where you can gain more insight on what they like or dislike about video-based technology and try to discern if they view video-based technology as a helpful tool or as a hindrance. Because ultimately, if your organization wants to be competitive right now, 
you will need salespeople who are completely on board with virtual selling. Thanks, Tralitha, for your valuable insights. To access the free survey Tralitha mentioned, go to www.salescallreluctance.com, as she said, and click on the free call reluctance survey link, or click on the link in the episode notes. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with a friend or a colleague. I'm Suzanne Dudley, and this is the Power Up Your Sales podcast. 